0: From the LiveX Studios in New
1: York City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my partner here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banky. I'm coming to you live from the Cheesehead TV podcast podcast studio in new york city Corey joins us live from green bay wisconsin across the street from lambeau field and we are ready to talk some packers what do we have on tap today Corey?
0: today we thrill to the victory over the saints and get ready to watch the packers take on the lions tomorrow but right now it's time for the good the bad and the ugly we got the good we got
1: Rashawn Bain gary yeah. We got the bad. We got punt coverage optional. We got the ugly. We got penalties, penalties, so many fucking penalties. Banky, I think they just threw another flag oh, three yeah, days yeah, later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a hell of you a know, hat you got there, Corey Banky. I like it. I like it.
0: You know, it's it's funny, it. you know, at halftime love we were it. talking about, like, it's crazy that time of possession was – we were three minutes ahead at the half on time of possession. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you look at all the stats were better except penalty yards. It literally was penalties. The penalties in that punt return are the only reasons that we were out of that game seemingly.
1: I mean, the, the penalties were just insanity. It was weird going back and watching because even when you know they're coming – Like on the replay, you know how the game ends, you know how it transpired, and I'm still sitting there going, another fucking holding call or another false start. Like you just, it was as frustrating watching it on the replay as it was watching it live. Uh, I did, I I did appreciate, I did appreciate Matt being asked about it. I think it was Wildy asked him about how he's there, his teams have not been penalty prone. Like that has not. not been a thing in Green Bay. Well, you know what? You know what? I was kind of, I was kind of thinking, and I said
0: this out loud at the end of the game: is you almost felt like because there were so many injuries, you almost felt like the team was figuring themselves out that first half. <laughs> it's like, oh hey, it. we yeah. never, we we haven't played together that. before. Uh, okay, <laughs> like, let's figure. out. We're all this real out. young,
1: and we're all kind of just thrown together, and let's go. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some of that. I, I don't doubt it. Um, but you know how we start. Each and every week, we get the good, the bad, and the ugly out of the way. But now, it's time for the best part of the show. I don't know why we do this right off the top, because it is the best part of every week. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the hotness. Let's go. Oh yeah! It's time for the hot. Oh, baby. So many, so many plays on offer this week for the hotness. But I had to go with the play that I think a lot of people were gravitating to after this game and not. It's funny because it's not one of the touchdowns. It's not one of the big, huge pass plays. It's not even one of Rashawn Gary's three sacks, though. You could have taken your pick out of any one of those. But this play. I, we, we we're going to loop it. We're going to play it twice because the first time I want to watch I want you guys to watch Jordan Love looking like a mirror image of Aaron Rodgers on the guitar fake. And then the second time around, watch Dontavian Wicks leave a man in his wake with his release off the line of scrimmage. Let's take a look here. Now, here he goes. Quarterback, under center, sends the man in motion. Look at that fake. Look at that fake. Are you kidding me? And then He faked me. And then the sidearm the throw. For sure. Now, watch Wicks. Way to the right. Look at him and just go, see ya. And his dude is like five yards off. I mean, that is absurd. That is such an absurd. He totally, release I'm pretty sure Wicks. he
0: faked me out on watch party. I'm pretty sure I said. <laughs> handoff. I'm pretty sure I said handoff, and then I was like, oh, no, no yep. play action. Just kidding.
1: Nope. Just joking. He's still got the ball. He's still got – he's done the, the ball in the belly, and you got the extended hand. That is sweet. Uh, dare I say hot. That is the hotness. That's the hotness right there. You know what I still don't yeah, get, I, I still don't – What's I that? I don't
0: understand. I just – I don't understand. Why are the Packers the only team in the NFL to do this? Why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why has it, like you have a copycat league, and no one has right. copied the Packers on the this playbook? Well, no, what's, what's the, the playbook of quarterbacks of letting your quarterback oh. sit for two years—it's ridiculous. Right. You're gonna spend fifty million dollars on an old washed up quarterback i'm not naming any names but any any time people are willing to do this but you're not willing to let a guy sit that you're only paying like you know three or four million dollars for two years it's it's incredible to me like the success of the green bay packers over the last 30 years
1: it's crazy and see that's it's not a fluke now It's,
0: it's a trend okay
1: they look at the investment that they're making and the way that the league is set up now teams want to take advantage of that window with the young quarterback. They want to hopefully find a dude who will grow into the guy they have to pay big money to. But while they don't have to, they want him on the field so they can surround him with a bunch of high-priced dudes because they can take advantage of the fact that they are not paying the quarterback a ton. And the Packers got kind of caught in the middle there, right? Whereas, you know, yes, it would have been great to take advantage of Jordan Love's rookie contract, But they did have Aaron Rodgers, and he was playing at an MVP level, so they kind of got the best of both worlds, so they probably hung on a year too long. Maybe. It's just weird. It's still weird,
0: though. It's still weird that no other teams do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like – Well, not yet. Let's see what
1: happens. If Jordan does become pretty damn successful, maybe they do.
0: Here's the thing. In those 30 years, and this is something I don't think everybody knows because I certainly missed this somehow. I don't even know how I did. Packers are the all-time winningest team in the NFL. Word. They have more wins than any other team in the NFL all time, and they did not have that. This is only recently that they surpassed um, the Bears, I believe. But the uh, Bears, yeah. And then the Giants. I think it's I think it's Packers, Bears, Giants, and then I think Patriots are right behind. I can't remember. I saw this. I saw this like YouTube, like uh, our uh, TikTok thing where they show the thing. But it's incredible, right? And it's in that thirty years where we've overtaken. So you put those two stats together. You put draft and develop quarterbacks. Allow the quarterback to sit for for two or three years. Uh, get in there, and that is the formula for success that you can become the winningest team in football. So.
1: Good times. <laughs> well, I don't know if one directly correlates to the other, like, I mean, without any other context and or, you know, support, but I hear what you They you're correlate. Saying, certainly, They're not conflating. They correlate. Let's get to some Packers news, shall we? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Big, huge, humongous, awesome, good news leading us out of the gate here. Aaron Jones and Christian Watson should, now I am underlying and italicized, should be back. For Thursday night's game. It was obviously a big deal. The Packers have greatly missed Aaron Jones. We haven't even seen Christian Watson yet this season. Really excited to watch both of them hopefully help carve up the Lions tomorrow night. Good news, Banky. That's good news. That's good news. Very, very exciting. I mean, I'm going to believe it when I see it but uh yeah exactly yeah i'm with you i'm definitely with you on that one. oh, oh um, you know
0: what i forgot wait 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 wait, i forgot what, i was what, gonna what, do what? something wait okay ready ready
1: you're not gonna you're not gonna see me you're just gonna hear
0: me okay ready mm-hmm. oh it just hit me in the face that's hilarious i got it all over my face that's really funny oh I got it right here little little uh carry oh, the key my God. for you, you there people
1: you almost got me to snarf that was really good Thank God I was on the camera.
0: Carry the G for you. My first beer of the day.
1: I like it. <laughs> Always love some carry the G. By the way, carry the G now available in the Fox Valley area. A couple of Appleton locations, spread throughout the valley. Couple two trees, like and it, we, got the, uh, we got the we got the Northwest Territories.
0: We got the Northwest oh. Territories. We actually have it Flip in, in Lacrosse. We're we're about to make that. It's going to be on our webpage, but we do have it on Edin lacrosse, which was a much requested not Hudson, Wisconsin. If I we're gonna get Hudson it to Hudson. Yet. So we're working on we it. it in we're Hudson. working on it.
1: Um all right, keeping on with the news. Unfortunately, the rest of the news isn't as rosy. Uh, David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, and Devondre Campbell will not play tomorrow night against the Lions. They have already been declared out. Uh, obviously Bakhtiari. It's a bit of a hit-and-miss proposition at this point. You never really know what you're going to get, but uh, he is out. He will not play. He and Jenkins are both out. And Campbell, uh, you know, you hate to see the fact that he was playing pretty decent ball coming into the game against the Saints and to see him go down. It really stinks. But Isaiah McDuffie, next man up. Let's go. Um, So, that's, I mean, that's some hefty lifting there at tackle. Uh, and guard that will be out. But Zach Tom, who did suffer that injury later in the game against the Saints, uh, he's dealing with a knee injury. He is questionable. So there's a chance he could play. Obviously, what's interesting is that last year in this game in Green Bay, the last game of the season, when Yash Nyman was the starter, he was banged up with a shoulder injury. He gave way to Tom. And Tom, you know, end of the year, but somewhat healthy, he was taken advantage of by Hutchinson throughout that game. I don't know if throwing him out there with a bad knee is really the way to go, but we'll see. We'll see. Could be uh, we have a Rashid walker Josh Nyman pairing at tackle tomorrow night. Oh, um, and then also, Banky, did you know, yeah. I just kind of found this out during the day, today on this here date in history, Vince Lombardi had his first victory as a pro head coach. When he led the Packers to a 9-6 to victory over the Chicago Bears. And the Bears have continued to suck ever since. How great that. is that? This I'll day, that. 1959, September 27th. I love it. I absolutely love it. Vince Lombardi, start of a dynasty. Today, September 27th in 1959. You absolutely love it. Uh, all right, let's get to the offense. Let's get to uh, your boy. Rashid Walker, who stepped in at left tackle yet again uh, for one missing Nagler,
0: but it is uh, Rashid Walker season. Okay, I'm I'm officially (laughs) declaring it Rashid Walker season.
1: Mm. So that's an interesting declaration. Um, Well, he's playing very well. You know, I can't really say he's lights out in the run game because no one up front for the Packers is at this moment. But (sighs) he has played exemplary football for a dude making what his second start in the NFL. I thought he played a really good game again against the saints going to need him, going to need him to step up against this uh, impressive lions defensive front. Uh, but he is answering the bell again for a guy who played all of what four snaps last year. And that was on special teams in one game. Uh, he's continuing, you know, the impressive work we saw from him this summer. Uh, he he's been, I, I, you know, I don't want to overstate it because he has got a long way to go with, not only in his career, but just this season. But, man, you talk about a left tackle, the most important position on the offensive line. And this kid has absolutely answered every every question, every test. He's passing them right now. So uh, hopefully that continues tomorrow night because they're going to need him. No doubt about it.
0: I think it's kind of hilariously funny that we're playing <laughs> that? the Lions for control of the North. Who would have thunk?
1: Yeah, you? Th- that does feel weird, right? That does. Well, feel Well, I think odd it's mainly say.
0: due to the casuals. Which, uh, when I talk about casuals, I'm not talking about me. I know a lot of people consider You're me talking a about casual yourself there. I... Nope, nope, nope. I know a lot of people consider yeah. me a casual because I well a lot. When I mean a lot of people, I mean certain commenters on YouTube. But when I talk about <laughs> casuals, when I talk about casuals, I'm talking about right. Vikings and Bears fans. You know. Uh those are the casuals that I talk about. I never I never talk about Packer fans as casuals. It's just Vikings and Bears fans. And you know, they right. they're so annoyingly loud and persistent in the off season that you think the Bears and the Vikings are going to be like the most incredible team. So, you know, hats off to Lions yeah. fans for for, you know, being humble.
1: Well, yeah, it is kind of fascinating too because like I saw yesterday on Twitter someone some Bears analyst, if that's a thing, uh, was like, really? well, you know, the PFF grades for Justin Fields and Jordan Love. And Justin Fields graded out better than than Jordan Love. And I'm like, this, oh you God. spent all summer as a fan base talking all this junk, all this nonsense. You were totally humbled in week one, or so we thought. And now you're just continuing three weeks later when it, pretty clear your team is still the shittiest team in the NFL continuing to talk junk about the Packers are you kidding me like that's that's just hilarious to me like it's just you have as Aaron said when I was on uh, their pod over there at game on Wisconsin there's just I wish one day someday in my life to have she had said you know the confidence of a Bears fan in the offseason But I'm beginning to think I just want the confidence of a Bears fan in life because they seemingly have no ability to dial it back and be self-reflective and think, yeah, you know what? Packers fans maybe have a point.
0: Yeah, it's extreme. We'll look at like Big Cat. That quote I put where Big Cat's like, the Bears are over. They're the worst. Okay, (laughs) you will never hear out of my mouth, and I can't even say it. Okay, I'm not ever gonna say you will never hear the worst franchise in history unless I'm talking about the Bears. I will never talk about another team about about this, but this podcast is about. So I'm not even going there, right? Because I don't want anybody to pull it or anything else. But like, right. you would never hear me going to that extreme, no matter how upset I was at the Green Bay Packers in 1265. Like, you'll never hear that. But it's just funny. It's like Correct. they're either going to be great or they're the worst franchise in history, or the and worst honestly, thing
1: in the world. Yeah.
0: Honestly, they are the second winningest franchise in history, but I'm gonna say it's because they've survived this long. Really, <laughs> it's just and surviving honestly the games, like it they is don't really Chicago. deserve. Like the St. Louis Rams deserve to be in St. Louis, you know what I mean? And then the NFL moved them. The Chicago Bears don't right. deserve to be in Chicago. They only deserve to be there, like not by based on their play. Certainly not right. in the last right. forty I or fifty you. years. How long has it been since 1985? How long is that? A while. Oh, that's only like... That's a long 40 time. Years? That's a long-ass time, yeah. 40 <laughs> years of suckage. What does that feel like? Like Even Packer fans, like even well, the hey, 70s they did and get 80s weren't that Bowl, long. At but at least the 70s uh, and 80s, were, they seemed yeah, like forever, yeah. but they weren't that long. Right. It was only like 24 no. years, comparatively.
1: Remember that feeling? I was just talking to... Who was I talking to about this? I was talking to someone about how you and I met... And that first year in '96, when the Packers obviously won the Super Bowl, but I remember that feeling of I never thought I'd see this day, and that's got to be what Bears fans feel like now. That's what it's got to be like. I'm never, ever, ever, ever gonna (laughs) see like the team will fold before (laughs) I see them win a championship. Like that's what it felt like growing up with the Packers, and now like we've enjoyed sustained success. We have a very successful franchise. Man, I don't know, man. If I'm a Bears fan at this point in this life. I'm like uh, what other I mean, options point, for entertainment are available to me? At
0: at this point to be honest with you, I feel like the Bears should move to Omaha. I feel like Omaha <laughs> deserves a team. You know what I mean? I just feel right. like I feel like sell the team, in, move it to Omaha you know, and start over. Sell the team, move it to Omaha or move it to like Hawaii. Or you know what? Maybe the Bears, here's a really good idea. Maybe the Bears should be the first international franchise.
1: That would be go. cool. <gasps> Move them to London, the London Bears. Move them
0: to London. You know they're gonna do better okay. in London than they will in Chicago.
1: Chicago just doesn't Probably. care. It's
0: like it's like they just don't care. Probably. I don't know. They should get rid of I don't know what I don't know. I, I wish I knew what was wrong with the Chicago Bears. I'm just happy that something is wrong with them. You know, at the end of
1: the day. <laughs> uh continuing on with the Packers offense uh the receivers uh in this game and i can extend receivers to tight ends as well with Luke Musgrave's usage they show their youth at times and they show their promise it's interesting all the narratives around Jordan Love and the offense what have you but it's like man the receivers they spend a lot of time like either running routes into the same vicinity or dropping contested catches where you got to fight for your right to party. You know, like if there's if the balls on you and yeah, there's a dude there. I understand he's arriving in a bad mood and trying to dislodge it, but it is literally your job to make sure that that is, you know, a catch not knocked out, not broken up. Like this is your gig. And there were way too many of those, like where the saints just were playing the bully. And I do think as the game went on, especially in the fourth quarter, obviously, the Packers receivers mentality changed in that regard. You saw a number of contested throws and or kind of balls that were like, that's mine. Right. And this is the thing we've talked about it here. We have talked about it all summer. Like it's going to be up and down. And th- this is how we're going to watch this team develop and continue to grow. And I think we saw basically a microcosm of that in this game against the Saints where. Yeah, guys, were getting beat up a little bit on the line in in the routes. Hell, that was the other thing. The Saints made liberal use of the fact that oh, this crew's not going to call contact past the five yard yeah. mark. We're going to take advantage of that. Yeah, and I wish the Packers would do the same, but the Saints absolutely I did. To... Now I know it came I know back we're to bite get them in the fourth quarter, yeah. but yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, here's here's the crazy thing that I feel like we're taking for granted right now when it comes to receivers, Romeo Dobbs. Is mm. already a better receiver than Alan Lazard ever was. He's not a better blocker, but he's a better receiver than Alan Lazard ever was. That's crazy to me. At Romeo Dobbs just becoming the number one out of default and being the number one guy is incredible. The second thing is uh Wicks and Jordan Love, I said this in the watch party there is clearly a connection between Wicks and love that they have created. There is a bond there, and you can yeah. feel that he is the dump-off, whatever you want to say. He is he is going to not favor Wicks, but you kind of feel like there's plays that are designed for Wicks. And I watched, uh, believe it or not, Nagler, I know this made me a little bit smarter. I watched Quarterback School <laughs> uh, two days ago.
1: Oh, and, so uh, good. It's really a. good. J.T.O. So Sullivan's shit is so good. I love it. It's just great yes. to
0: like watch every play. I feel like you know what would be fun. I think I feel like it would be fun. You know how we have Packers playbook? Shout out John Kuhn and uh Dusty Ebony. Right. And Dusty. Uh, yeah. I feel like it would be fun, and this would be like totally nerdy, and I have no time for this, and neither do you. But like I <laughs> think it would be so much fun to like have a live show live, right? Where we literally mm-hmm. go through every offensive play of the Green Bay Packers from the game with the game tape and we just kind of right. talk it through and it's just, it just feels like, you know, kind of Dungeons and Dragons fun, you know, where it's like, so Hey, you let's- that.
1: I, I literally thought about doing that during the pandemic, like having the camera set up like behind my sofa with the yeah. all 22 on my television and then like MSTK yeah. three it like, so it's like over the shoulder shot and just talking through every play. Cause we all, we were all sitting inside like doing nothing anyway. Uh, but I, I, I ended up doing other stuff, but that is, I I love that idea back to the, yeah, no one will watch
0: it, but back to the idea that I have, here's the thing. Like Aaron Rodgers did us a favor by getting Alan Lazard, because I feel like if we had Alan Lazard right now, we really wouldn't have an understanding of the type of wide receivers that we have on our team. And I don't know that I think we would have been a little bit legacy, you know, had a little bit of legacy vibe to have Lazard be more involved in the offense, and I right. just don't think he has the upside of Dobbs. Like, it's just clear. Like in three games, Dobbs, you know, Dobbs and Watson. If Watson comes back, watch the f out. We're cooking. Like, come on, we're cooking with gas. <laughs> like and with, with Wicks in the mix and Musgrave, like that's where you Wicks go, in the
1: mix. That's... that's the T-shirt, Brent. Brent with Brent. I know you're I watching. Mean... I know you're listening. Wicks in the mix. Let's go. Like, that's what's crazy, like having a legit
0: number one and number two and then Wicks and Musgrave and Aaron Jones just sitting there in the mix. And like, you know,
1: you talk about Jaden Reed, who's probably the biggest playmaker, like ready to burst out at any moment. And that's what's like, that's what's crazy. That the
0: the fingertip touch, the fingertip catch by him and Dobbs last last game. They were incredible. And to your point about like, you know, I, you know, PFF, I know I talk a bunch of crap about PFF. PFF is, you know. Here's the thing. I saw that PFF had that the wide receivers only drop like three to four drops in three games. Okay, PFF, go to hell. You're idiots. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, You're stupid. I don't know where your criteria is coming from. You you know, the only thing worse than PFF is financial dark pools. Like, let's be real, right? You know what I mean? Uh, Because it's basically the same thing. It's just a place for bullshit to live. Uh, it's a place for bacteria to live on things that we don't know what the criteria is because it's not objective all right. okay
1: Cory Bankey's Cory opinions on PFF do not reflect the entirety of Cheesehead TV's opinions on PFF that's all
0: Continue. Okay, and I'm just talking about the way they analyze like who drops and mm-hmm. like cuz basically what you're saying is if those aren't drops, then then they get blamed to Jordan Love and now you can it's just being right. no person who watches football would ever say that Justin Fields played better in any game this season than Jordan Love. No person on the face Probably. of the earth who actually likes football. Probably true. Probably, Probably true. true probably true if Jerry Kramer was watching okay I would ask Jerry Kramer Jerry Kramer who do you think has done better in each game Jordan Love or Justin Fields I guarantee you he's gonna say Jordan Love and not just because he's a Packer legend and he's I was
1: gonna say he is a Packers legend so it feels like he might have a a bias there but I will say what I pointed out on Twitter the other day when I was discussing with somebody uh you know the funny thing about that is it just the whole thing about Justin Fields having a higher PFF grade it just exposes PFF because it's like oh, did he complete a bunch of passes in front of a defense that was up like 40 to nothing, and so they were just keeping everything (laughs) in front of them? It's so results-based. It's like that's what makes it completely irrelevant. Like, I love PFF. I think they do great work in certain areas, but the grades are trumpeted as this, like, be-all, end-all, and they absolutely mean less than the pixels they're printed with. That's my thing with PFF. Like, they do tons of great work. The grades are their forward-facing like, thing that everyone points to, and that's the thing that means the least out of all the work they do. That It just blows my mind. It just blows my mind.
0: I, I mean, the other thing that I want to say, I know you don't have it on the list, is like, oh, my right. God, that miss by A.J. Dillon on that block going inside and not seeing the outside rusher.
1: <sighs> <sighs> yeah. That just yeah, hurt my feelings.
0: I did not see that's that a in-game, one. and then I watched it on QB School, uh, and I was like,
1: yeah, oh, I saw it God. when we were on Watch Party on the replay. Fox showed, like, the above, kind of behind the quarterback look, and A.J. goes in, and I think A.J. falls down in that play. And Yeah, like, well, no, he gets pancaked. He gets run
0: over by his own guy. He basically runs behind yeah. his own guy, and then he gets run over. Right. Not run over, but he kind of gets stepped on. But here's the thing, mm-hmm. and, and I only bring this up because it's like – and not to crap on A.J., I love A.J., um, but – it's just like we literally talked about how the reason Wilson is not in it. Wilson with that throw – Wilson, like, come on, dude, what are you doing – um, What is going on? That was funny how it's like how you train uh, running backs to step their foot and then turn. And, like, it is yep. it is really funny how, like, the simple fundamentals, right, are the things that get you in the mix. And, like, some of the things of, like, Romeo Dobbs looking the ball in, like, like y- you definitely see a separation between Dobbs right now and the rest of the receivers as far as technique. That's the other thing. Like, he shouldn't be that much further ahead if you think about, like, where he is in his progression and where he is his, in his career. And that's why I bring Dobbs right. up is like, he is the number one. No one is going to argue that Romeo Dobbs is not the number one. It's not because his touchdowns. It's the way he catches the ball. It's the way he runs his routes and the way he just – he's so mature for, for where he is, I feel like. Oh, but
1: dude, the, I agree as far as, like, crazy. his development so far. Like, he is way ahead. And he is – yeah, I think he exhibits – I always – this is my my quibble with – the whole nomenclature of the number one wide receiver. Like they don't talk like that in the building. You know, it's like, yes, we have certain plays for certain guys and we are certainly looking at certain situations and matchups. It's a matchup driven league. Right. And he's the guy who more often than not, not every time, but more often than not, who is like, okay, our number one in the progression is Romeo, you know, but a lot of that probably changes or some of it at least changes when Christian Watson's back on the field. Oh, And yeah. I don't even think Christian. And I don't even think Christian Watson is a bona fide classic number one. Like you're going to no. utilize him in certain ways as a number one. They just have a lot of really exciting pieces that they can interchange. And Matt talks about this all the time. They're concept driven. And it's not a question of like we have our whole offense designed around a number one. It's concepts and how do you fit inside them. And we're going to run this this way one week. So then as a defensive coordinator, you're sitting there going, okay, they like to do this. And then the next week you run the same concept, but with completely different personnel, two different guys in a, you know, basically window dressing situation outside of like, say, the week before you ran it to the left near hash with a wide receiver and a tight end. The next week you run it with a running back and a different wide receiver to the far side. Like you, you're mixing and matching so that – coordinators and defenses can't key in on who is the number one you know what i mean and i don't doubt for a moment that that romeo has the ability to become maybe not like a bona fide classic number one wide receiver in the sense of like fantasy football or whatever but man he's got all the upside in the world and he's certainly got the talent like of that there is little doubt especially after these kind of last three weeks no. Well, and the
0: other the other crazy thing that I kind of feel like and I know we're 3 games in, but and I know one of the big things that we were looking for on the offensive scheme was hey, it, we are finally seeing Matt's offense, right? We are actually seeing <laughs> Don't say that view... to Matt. <laughs> But we are, though. It's true, because he's not taking input from – okay, yeah. yes, okay. I agree. Uh, he I agree. is taking input from Jordan. He's taking input from everybody, right? right. If you're a good leader, right. All the coaches, you take feedback yeah. from everybody, right? But The there best were two idea in the room of... is the best idea yep. in the room. Yes. There correct. were 100% two coaches in the room on this offense when Matt got here until until the until before these 3 games, until this season. There were two coaches. Right. There were there were two masters for the offense that had to be satisfied. And right now, this is Matt's offense. And what's incredible to me, and you see this in quarterback school, you see this in any right. kind of content you follow, like you see like a, you know, Orlovsky or anybody else, it's like sure, you see right. the genius of Matt LaFleur, and you got to imagine that like that's only going to increase as these guys get more connected. I feel like yes. he might be the smartest offensive coach we have since Mike Holmgren, like realistically. I, I, I will say that's, that's
1: interesting you bring that up. It's interesting you bring that up because I think he's a better schemer slash X's and O's guy than McCarthy was. I think McCarthy had a better feel for the game as a play caller. And it's hard to quantify because the quarterback is involved and Aaron did so much of the line of scrimmage for both those coaches, obviously. Yep. I think Matt does a much better job as far as like Monday through Saturday, right? Like coming up with the plan, the X's and O's of it. But man, Mike McCarthy had a real good feel for the game. In a way that with yeah. Matt, I feel has been somewhat hit and miss. Although I will say, to your point, Matt doesn't want to talk about it or hear about it. Like, this is the first time we've really got to see him call a game. You know what I mean? Well, like, and, and he, I, said, I he was asked after you. the game against the Bears, where he literally said, yep. I, I can't remember who asked him, but it was like, how many plays did the quarterback change in this game? And he was like, other than the one time where I didn't get the play in on time, none. You know what I mean? Yep. So it sure feels well, like he has, the the can, right? he really has the first time we've seen him call the game. Yeah, but that's he, part, he of, has system. For Jordan, that's part right? of his That's play part calling. of his play calling. Yeah, yep, of course. Yep, yep, yep. Of course. Yep. Right. But the other thing I will
0: say is, like, there is no way, and I agree with what you just said, but there is no way on God's green earth that Mike McCarthy goes for two the way Matt went for two. No way. So, oh, yeah. No. no well,
1: the the whole equations of all of no the way in
0: God's green earth Not he ever does but... anything like that. It yeah, makes I most mean, no, well, football gotta... minds like old football legacy minds are like old They still don't minds, understand yeah. why Mike. They still don't understand right. why Matt went for two there.
1: They don't get it. Right. And it's so funny. Everyone talks about like the the Cardinals playoff game like after the Janice Hail Mary should have gone for two. And I agree. <sighs> but I do buy Mike McCarthy's quote unquote excuse there where it's like everyone's hurt like I got no more wide receivers like okay find a play right well you've got 40 but you also have no you defense gotta find a play.
0: Mike you have no defense
1: Mike. I know I know but it's like so okay so you call the play what's <sighs> the play that features three tight ends that's going to get you into the end zone for the two point conversion that was, you know what I mean that was so literally I, the yeah. most
0: demoralizing that was the most oh oh you know what Corey you got to plug in the computer in order it for it to charge <laughs>
1: You are the head of a multi-million-dollar uh, company, uh, technology company, by the way, <laughs> and you have forgotten to plug in your computer.
0: <laughs> I oh, I don't understand why it's not. This is why
1: Cheesehead TV had to go independent. I couldn't I couldn't work I like this anymore.
0: They're like dust. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my <laughs> my so MacBook good. was like so uh, you need to plug in a source, and I'm like, um, what's What's happening right
1: now? <laughs> I'm sorry, a source. A source of what? Get Power? Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, there is no oh, way dude. Mike McCarthy goes for two. I'm sorry. There's just no way. Also, yeah, no, that was right. the most demoralizing you're game. Right. I like to tell people, I'm like, I'm so proud of the fact that every time I see Aaron Rodgers throw that first Hail Mary in the Arizona game, you can see me and Rachel mm-hmm. in the background. It's really awesome.
1: Yes, you can and I
0: realize and then I and then I quickly remember that we lost that game. So thanks. Thanks, that Packers. Kind of Appreciate kind of, hey, hey, Packers, thank you. Hey, hey Packers. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you. Hey, hey, there. hey. I appreciate it.
1: They've given you just as much love as they've given you pain. You know this. Uh, it's
0: all
1: good. Have they, though? Come on have now. They? Come on now. They? I was Don't talking be to entitled- somebody, somebody. Don't go in title town on me, Banky. Somebody was like, somebody was
0: like, I, I no, no, I'm not in title town. I'm just saying, like, I feel uh, okay. like I've been more, I've been at more games that they've lost and have broken my heart. Oh, well, people.
1: yeah. Okay. You've been to the big playoff losses. So, yes, of course, the kind of feeling the overarching feeling in your life is that oh I've been there for all these fucking you know, horrible losses. I get it, but you're forgetting, and I would say maybe taking for granted all of the amazing fucking moments and wins that you've also gotten to witness.
0: Yeah. That's all. Yancy Ben dropping the ball. You were the there twenty ten. I was all, all the all the 20s.
1: You were there for playoff every games, playoff game I, in 2010. I think I was,
0: I, yeah, That's yeah, a yeah. lifetime no, of
1: memories right
0: there. But then the I was at Seattle. Stretch. I was at Arizona. I, know, I was at 2007 NFC Championship game.
1: I was at San Francisco,
0: uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, I I know, dog. I know. I feel it. I feel it. Um, we got to get through all this because we we got ways to go. It's it's already oh, we half past the hour. We, oh, we maybe did. Sorry. Uh, all I will say, we'll, we'll go through because we've everyone on earth has talked a lot about Jordan Love this week. So I'll just say Jordan Love won't back down, man. Jordan Love like Jordan Love has not met a deep ball or a like long throw that he was like yeah, probably not. He has by far and away the deepest depth of target so far in the NFL through 3 weeks and he is uh just a gunslinger at this point. I'm just yeah, like really is. in awe Of all these young quarterbacks, how many young quarterbacks have we come, you know, seen come into the league and watch them like check down, throw the slant, throw the easy kind of out like whatever in, you know, and this is, by the way, three weeks in, this is the NFL, baby. This is the NFL's kind of moment where every defense, every single game is like, just keep it all in front of you Two high safeties, no deep stuff. Jordan Love is like you're in defense. I'm going deep. I love this kid. I love well, his and that's attitude. The thing. I love if the he, fact that he's, he's unafraid.
0: Yeah, he's somewhere between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, which is actually the it's greatest weird, place to right? Be. Like,
1: <laughs> I've tried not, I've tried not to lean into that, but man, it's hard. After he's definitely games, not afraid like... to throw
0: it like Aaron Rodgers was. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers was afraid, but Aaron Rodgers did not like to throw oh, passes Aaron that wanted didn't have it, high probability.
1: Exact. He had, he was, he, Hey, and they won a boatload of fucking games because Aaron Crap was so precious games. with the ball. 100%. He was so precious. The ball is life, you know? And but we lost games because he was precious games, with the ball, by the way. We lost games. Because eh, uh, way more wins and losses in that regard. And that's just math. I mean, losing the football is the number one way to map. lose. You I'm know? not good at math. Really so on the defensive side, Rashawn Gary is getting expensive, people. I mean, I understand the trepidation. Why have they not signed him? him? I don't understand. Season.
0: What's the problem? Well, he's coming Why? off
1: an—he's coming off an ACL injury. Like what? Well, they already did that with David Bakhtiari. So who cares? I... No, no, no! Do not rewrite history. They signed Bakhtiari to an extension when he was still an All-Pro, killing it in the world of our lives and then he got hurt. Don't make, don't get this that out
0: there. This is how I feel about shit. you right now. I, uh, I got you. I got
1: you. <laughs> well, I, well, thank God I am shit because I am a Packers fan. God damn it. Killing me. Thank you. Don't, don't change the narrative on our boy conflating. Dave. That was conflating. I'm sorry. I was completely. I'm
0: sorry. I was completely correct. correct. I a hundred percent was conflating. But, but it was
1: Sean. Fine, it was Gary fine. is getting expensive. I mean, I'm with you though. Like, can we, can we, I mean, hell, I tweeted it out like the week before week one, the game in Chicago. I'm like, today would be a great day Packers to announce the extension of Rashawn Gary. Like, I understand, like, you want to see if he's healthy. You want to see if he worked. He's playing like 30, not, not even 30, like 20 snaps. Yeah, I was about to say, I was, didn't he do 26 snaps changed, or 24 snaps? Yeah. Completely changing the entirety of the game in those snaps. Like pay hey, this man. Please pay this man. And did you see his post game? Like, got the game ball, and he's crying, and he's like, oh, "I yeah. worked so hard to get back with you guys." Like, I love Rashawn. I love Rashawn. Yeah, pay this man. I uh, honestly,
0: I don't honestly. This is this is the this is the most exciting defensive line the Packers have ever put on the field since 1996, in my opinion.
1: It's just so exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. They they got waves the thing was too is like enigbari was so close a couple of times <sighs> it's Bari, so funny why how Slayton, you talk about the you talk about a Clark. game of inches it's like yep. gary gets all the love for the three sacks as he should like no question about it but then you're like you look at enigbari and like nobody's talking about his game and he did give up the edge on the run a couple of times but yep. rushing the passer it's like he was this close like at least twice probably three times it's like game of inches man it's tough when well, i it's love how when teams forget
0: in. to double kenny and kenny just swim moves his way oh the god oh like, I it's love ridiculous we're gonna like, talk about teams him a are like bit. oh we forgot to double him oh crap damn it it's really we will
1: we'll jump to that kenny clark he's showing up on film here's the thing like you i'm sure everyone remembers i don't know it's like the first drive where kenny has the It's the first drive really Second play quick. of the game yep pressure yeah really quick pressure on car brings him down etc but it's like i do every once in a while get these stragglers these guys always guys on twitter who are like where's kenny clark where's kenny he doesn't show up it's like all right calm down go back and if you watch the film kenny clark is showing up like he may not always show up on the stat sheet even though he does show up on the stat sheet but kenny is doing so much great work isn't quantifiable that doesn't get tallied in in like, oh there's the no PFF stat for you. that
0: interesting
1: apparently not apparently not but Kenny is absolutely killing it man and I, I get that you know when the Packers get run over or whatever it's always where's Kenny where's the defensive line blah, blah 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 it's like all right Kenny can't do a everything alone but B there's more to the game than just standing in there and absorbing a double team at defensive tackle mm-hmm. right Kenny has been – he's been very good this year. And this Saints game, I thought, was probably his best game this season. And it's probably a bit unheralded because most of the work and or effort that he's exhibiting isn't – again, it's not something that you're going to put on a Twitter highlight or a Sports Center highlight or whatever, you know. I just – I'm so happy Kenny Clark's a Packer. That's all. <laughs> that's all that is. Well, um, let's get – let's preview really, this game tomorrow that's... night. Let's –
0: That's where our defense is going to shine this year. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just, you know, the defensive line and then Quay as the leader to me is the heart of this defense. That's the heart of this defense. It's Quay and the defensive line. And we are going to – because we're not going to get press coverage. We're not going to get aggressive coverage. No. Even though we have the type of guys that can do it. We're probably going to get, you know, not the greatest safety coverage in the world. So – if this right. defense is going to be good this year, it's going to be the defensive line and Quay Walker uh, single-handedly, like, taking over games like they did in in the last, in the first, in the two we won this year so far. For sure.
1: Yep. Agreed. Yeah, That's a very good point, actually. Like, you're not going to get, you know, with this scheme, you're not going to get guys disrupting receivers at the line of scrimmage. It just ain't no. going to happen. So that front—I mean, J.R. is going to get his right. Like,
0: like everybody, the, right. some of the stars are going to get theirs right. But I just the secondary could mature certainly. But you know, looking at this line, like that's where we're going to get our pressure. That's where we're going to get our aggressiveness is the defensive line in and. Yeah, I know.
1: I, I've seen a lot of people in the chat talking about Devontae Wyatt. I like look. I thought he actually played pretty well against the Saints. Again, a lot of it is. People see the sacks, right? Or, you know, especially Rashawn Gary, and they go, oh, he had a great game. Devontae Wyatt played okay. I, I've better than okay. I thought he played a good game, a solid game. But you're not seeing the flash that you saw in week one. Certainly, you'd like to yeah. see a little bit more of that. And But look, and every game is different. Every week is different. Every scheme is different. What you're being asked week to week, schematically, is different. Uh, I think Devi- Devontae Wyatt's upside is still insane. And I think we'll see more and more of him as the year goes on. When teams start to kind of slide to Rashawn or slide to you know whatever pressure looks the Packers put out there, and that should op- you'll give Devontae Wyatt a few more opportunities. That that's the hope anyway. Um, looking at this game tomorrow night, real quick, we'll go through these three points. Brian Branch has been everywhere for the Lions, and I love all the revisionist history already. Three games into his career, where I was like, oh, the Packers traded with the Lions, and they gave him to the Lions, and uh, you know they took Lucas Van Ness instead, and he hasn't done anything. You I mean other than run down Justin Fields in week one? But uh, Van Ness has had a, a nice start to his career. It's the long play. I remember everyone burying Rashawn Gary when he was a rookie. Oh, and now look at him. Like there's so much, so much kind of NFL life to go. Right? Branch looks good. He looks active. Everyone wants to point to the interception, which is off a tip in week one. It's like, yeah, and he also gave up the touchdown that lost them the game against the Seahawks. So it's not like he's some like revelation at safety, but he has been everywhere. And he's someone I think the Packers are going to have to account for in this game because he is active and he, he really has been kind of sideline to sideline. You don't really know where he might be down to down. Um, now, Corey, I know you know, the Packers haven't been able to run the ball a lick this year, regardless of who the running back has been. Even back to week one when Aaron Jones was out there couldn't really get the running game going. The Lions defense has allowed the fifth fewest total rushing yards. 216 yards through 3 games. And by the way, they're coming off a game against Atlanta where the Falcons the week prior had run all over the Green Bay Packers. So, well, if you're everybody for the can run all, to everybody track, can run yeah, all, all over
0: right. the Green Bay Packers. Like,
1: come well, on. The, the Saints didn't. The Saints did not. The Saints tried. The Saints did not. I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean. But if you're looking for a week for the Packers did to they get really on track try though the running game, I think they really tried. This is not going to happen. Uh, and then finally, Detroit is favored <sighs> by a point and a half on FanDuel Sport Ooh. Book and other sport books out there. Get out of here! A with point that and a half underdogs at Lambeau <sighs> Field. Corey Banky, how do you feel about that? FanDuel is dead to me.
0: FanDuel is dead to me. PFF and FanDuel are dead to me now.
1: This is yeah. just Vegas, dude. Like that's everybody. It's just
0: I just picked. No, Campbell's no, DraftKings, all of them. They're dead everybody. to me. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Math is dead to me. Math is dead to me. I don't want no Finally, math in got... Lambeau Field. Does Lambeau Field get I've five points? Because they should, unless it's a playoff game.
1: Yeah, uh, oh. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wow you see what i did wow there? yeah did there? prior prior to mike vick coming to town they should have got like 10 <laughs> points in the playoffs but then uh mike vick happened and it all fell apart i mean here's the thing you got
0: to imagine so so one of the things about the running game i just want to say is that like i think part of the problem is that our offensive line has not been solidified one two what the hell is going on with A.J. Dillon? Aaron Jones is out. I don't think they're really – you know, Matt doesn't really I, – I, I think that where you're going to see improvement from the running game, to be honest with you, is from a right. solidified offensive line, which we're probably not going to get this year, and then Emmanuel Wilson kind of taking it to the next level, right? And to me, that's where the upside is. That's where we're going to see – you know, I wouldn't be surprised if – It's possible. You know, it's
1: possible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not in this game, maybe, but I do feel like near the end of the no, season it we're going to see Wilson <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I I feel like you're going to see Wilson have a hundred yards before probably any other running back, except Aaron Jones, with combined yards, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, finally, Banky, before we get to blogosphere, it's time for my favorite segment of the week. It's the <sighs> Deion Sanders quote of the week. Yay! Uh, coming off I a pretty ben rough Sanders. game against Oregon, there, buddy. I came out of the womb and I was booed. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's genius. He's, a, I love I mean, he's talking about the haters. I'm going to quit. Hell, you know what? You. I'm going to quit you the everything I
0: do and I'm just going to work for Dion, bro. Seriously. I'm just going to be like, Dion, I'm, I'm whatever I'm you about. got, I'm just going to work for you, bro. I'm just going to quit everything. <laughs> I just like the guy. The guy's great. I
1: came out great. of the womb and I was booed. <laughs> That's
0: so good. I just <laughs> I love it. I just That's love, good. like, like the thing about Dion that I just love is like it doesn't matter. Right. Like it doesn't matter. No, he's still he's still entertaining as fuck. He's not full of shit. He's not PFF. He's not full of shit. Nope. He takes his licks. Nope. He keeps on taking. He's a relentless human being, and he operates at a very high level.
1: That's it. I love it. If we could all I do that in life,
0: it. life would life and the earth would be better. By the way.
1: All right. Let's get fuck to theaters. it. This week in the Packer Blogosphere. This week in the Packer Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, you know, we know whole bunches and lots and tons of people who, you know, cover not only the Packers, but the NFL in general. And in this world of sports media, there are some that are eh, and there are some that are dope, right? Uh, I want to highlight one of them that is dope. And this is a gentleman who has been on a couple of different um, parts of Cheesehead TV programs, what have you. And I, I was lucky enough to have lunch with him. or Actually, no, dinner with him at the Combine a couple of years ago. And uh, he is the master of the X's and O's, master of the tape breakdown. Ben Fennel is at Lambeau this week for the game, working like a dog. Look at him. 15 years working in TV football, finally here to work a game at Lambeau. Culminating moment. I was raised a Packers fan. NFL Films, Eagles, ESPN, CBS, Thursday Night Football, all this other stuff. This is the one. And I love that he highlights this picture. Today is someone's bucket list. That's something they added yep. this, this offseason. Saw it when I was there this summer. Um, yep. it's It is a bucket list thing. And that's the thing I really try to emphasize with everybody that I meet when I'm in Green Bay, when I'm there in yep. training camp. It's like, man, don't take this for granted.
0: Never you know, take it, it
1: is for so special to be at Lambeau, to be in the vicinity, just to feel the vibe. And I know Ben does. And I love that he's finally his professional kind of travels have finally led him to Lambeau. That's just dope. I, I, I
0: absolutely Well, love and, and I think that's great for Ben. And I want to give a shout out to another Amazon producer, Scott Gillies, who I've known for a while. Uh, he doesn't have a Twitter account. He used to work at Red Bull and uh, he's working tonight. Uh, he's working all week. Uh, at Lambeau Um, yeah it's just everybody you can't take it for granted I we had a couple from London uh, at our house this weekend and I love I love experiencing people's first time in Green Bay and Lambeau Field oh
1: yes yes It's,
0: it's one of these like vicarious kind of things that is just incredible and it reminds you how special it is. And I'll right. be honest with you. Everybody asks me, yep. they're like, what's it like to live across the street from Lambeau field. And there's never a moment. Never. I mean, I've now I've lived here two and a half years. I've had, I've had this house for, you know, eight years, seven years. Uh, but now living here, it never gets old. It's never like, Oh yeah, let's Lambeau. Yeah. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's just right. there. Right. It's, it's, um it's one of those few things in my life that I've been able to never take for granted. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, there's another thing I like to say to the LiveX team. A lot of times we, we talk about where, you know, we're, we're producing very big events and a lot of times it can become easy. I, I always go, you know, for every client that we have, this is the most important event of their year.
1: Of their whole us, year. Right. Yep. And for us, it's too. the gig. Yep. Right. It's Tuesday yep. night.
0: Right. Yep. You know. Um. Yep. And and so that's it's important to you know well, remember you know how special and and how rarefied. Right. It's it's rare for the fact that Ben Fennel. This is the first game he's working at Lambo. Is incredible. To it's me.
1: crazy. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> he's been in the game great, forever, man. 15 years. Yep. Um. Yep. And speaking of Lambo and the vibe and capturing the vibe, shout out to Wyatt and company there making some videos for us here at cheesehead tv you can catch all of his stuff for us uh on our shorts here at the cheesehead tv youtube channel including this one that popped today man i first of all sue i think it's in lot one she's a legend man this is oh amazing. my goodness i've met her, let's, her before let's, let's take a way. look at, i remember when you said the let's take a look hilarious. at sue and wyatt you just missed sean jones was here Hello, the hell sean jones <laughs> Super
0: Bowl 31! Come on, number 96! Woo!
1: Woo! Is that a bagger player?
0: Hell yeah! You're a young pup. You're a young pup. I have a lot to learn, Sue. You do. Come to me, and I will help you. <laughs>
1: I absolutely adore Sue. I gotta meet her. I've never met her. I need to. That, I, I met, met her one time. Her. It's oh been a God. while,
0: but yeah, I knew as soon as you sent that thing, I was like, oh, this is gonna be great. She's
1: good It's so good. It, so yes. Yeah, so why it's out there with the crew for us each and every home game. If you see him, stop him, talk to him, tell him, hi, tell you know, him a lot of people. Packers he memory, was telling me about your game. He was,
0: he was telling me the biggest thing is they're like, "Is Negs here? Is Nags here?" Like everybody's asking him about right, that. Yeah. And then uh, we were laughing about that. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna shoot um we're gonna shoot some content tomorrow night. We're gonna shoot some some uh, Packers fence Love content. It. We're gonna shoot oh, some wait, cocktail content. Wait, wait. We're gonna shoot a Curly Lambo piece of content. What?
1: Thank you. I got something yes. for you. What? Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Why did you wait till I, I, I Because I told myself only one carry the G per show. And I didn't want to drink. Wow, I didn't want to. You know, I don't
0: even know who you are anymore.
1: I, did, I didn't want to drop it. Well, I'm rationing, like this. Banky. Next, it's like I'm like know, the next, Hobbit. I'm my I'm, way to I'm the Next, I'm going to do the, watch the party, and you're actually going to
0: pay attention to me in the fourth quarter. I, yeah, I just man. don't know who you yeah. are anymore. I, I have no idea who you are anymore. Oh, you're God, literally so an good. alien This year's
1: batch is so good oh my god it's so good uh Don't finally make people jealous it's not uh, very nice finally we gotta uh, i can't highlight something that happened in the bloggers i can't talk about the packer blogosphere without mentioning the fact that wayne laravy the voice of the green bay packers i saw him last night I didn't and i mean this though <laughs> totally and without question vaporized me like unalived <sighs> yeah, me on the radio on tuesday Let, let's take a listen AJ is taking a lot of heat, but you know what? There's not a lot for him to run through, right? Correct. We're not yes. seeing gaping holes you could drive a 16-wheeler to the Super Bowl. <laughs> a great, a great call. A great <laughs> call. I was standing. literally I was literally just listening to some Jim and Max the other night because yeah. Wayne, that's the kind of nerd I am. But man, that's like you know how some people put on like relaxation. Technique like rainforest or thunderstorms. Like, I'm listening to Jim and Max call some 96 97 Packers. No That's wonder you're living you. alone. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. 100, percent 100, correct. And I got no shame, no shame about it, buddy. I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. And there is your dagger. dagger. <laughs>
0: I love how I I love how Billy gives you more shit than I do. Jesus. He's like he's loving that. Billy's loving that. I love Billy. I love
1: it. Unalived. This is my ghost coming to you on. Wayne
0: was was asking the questions of Jerry Kramer last night. It was really great because they have a really good. Oh, you
1: haven't even talked about
0: that. uh, How was the event? Yeah, it was great. You know, it's always I, – I go to all the Hall of Fame events when I can. Shout out Scout from the Packers right. who invited me to uh, that event. Uh, I got to take my grandfather and my Grandpa Bruner. He actually – my Grandpa Bruner and my great-grandpa Sauer love your went grandpa to, to the Yankees. So Yankee Stadium, 1962 – the uh, NFL World Championship game. Uh, the Packers beat the Giants at Yankee Stadium, and uh, my grandfather and my great-grandfather and their wives went to the game, and so it was great. We got to be, like, we were, like, first in line for the autographs, and I don't, I'm i not an autograph guy. I got a, plenty of Kramer autographs. Uh, I just wanted a picture with him and my grandpa, but it was great because he got to say, uh, to Jerry, he's I, – I literally looked at Jerry, and I was like, I was like, the two of you were in New York in 1962 at Yankee <laughs> Stadium. And uh, Jerry, he – Jerry Kramer is like – he is I an incredible human being. I Dave Robinson, oh, we just saw him uh, a couple months ago in the same typical, same kind of event. And Jerry is just like – he's just so great. Like, I feel like they – like, no matter what, Lambeau Field should – always forever and all time even if johnsonville does doesn't become the sponsor anymore that i was right. there ad that commercial that jerry kramer does yes it is the yeah. freaking best besides i feel the power uh uh yeah, i feel the power is, is always
1: number one always number one i
0: feel the power right. is number one but like number that one. jerry kramer ad it. they play gives me goosebumps every time when he's like you can say you were there and you're just like ah! you just oh, want to like God, run through a freaking so wall it's and like, so funny too because yeah. that
1: that that ad does not exist like th- that's one of those like if you're in wisconsin and or specifically green bay or in lambo like, you probably know in that Lambeau. ad you have to be you in know Lambeau. that ad right yeah. but like if you live anywhere in the country or the world you don't know that ad at all
0: it's incredible like, probably at it's all it's just incredible it's whoever incredible like designed
1: that. it yeah and just the the fact
0: that you know he's in a wheelchair now um, but he still has mm. all his faculties. He still has all his memories. He still has, like, his gregariousness. He Dude, still thinks, do you, remember you know, talking about Lombardi. We met like, him. it's incredible.
1: We met him on the red yep. carpet yep. at Lombardi here in New York. Yep. And he yep. was nervous to talk to us. Yep. Like, he was so We have the video, I think, so I think, yep. still on YouTube. I think the
0: video on YouTube. It's still so. there. Yeah, no, yep. he's just an incredible human being and like, you know, I get we were like the third people God. but like he thanked us for coming. Like he's just like he's just so incredibly like gracious and he just real. really doesn't have he's to be, and, and he's just a real dude. Yeah, he's he's, and his his kids are so great, and like, yeah, I mean, you know, I was just
1: gonna ask, were they there? Was his was his daughter Alicia there? Alicia wasn't there, was but we Alicia. they talked about oh, Alicia,
0: and she's she's been right. a really big advocate of Cheesehead TV, and you know, when we were helping with yes. the, with the Hall of Fame stuff, and we were one very very yep. small part of that, but she's always been very gracious to us, and you know, he's just yes. I don't know, there's not there's not. There's very few human beings on the earth that are left from those teams. And honestly the 19, you know, Vince Lombardi's football teams. And what's crazy is you don't even realize Jerry Kramer kicked field goals in the early field 60s, goals. Right? Yes. And then, yes. And then he became the go- the greatest, one of the greatest guards in NFL history. Right. And so that like right. blows your mind. So he's talking about like kicking field goals, right? He kicked a winning field goal, you know, in, in championships. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like crazy right. to think of him like that. And then just the way that, you know, he talks about the game and the way that he still remembers, like, you know, all the people that helped him and the way he remembers Lombardi and the way he talks about Lombardi. It's just, oh, you dude. know, it's kind of like World yes. War II veterans, right? It's like they're they're dying and, like, you know, gather we really that, need gather to have that this – Get that yeah, we really yes. need to have that yeah. living history that's still with us. And so good on the Packers uh, for having him there and good on, you know, uh, him for still showing up. And, like, his love for Green Bay. Like, he's a Boise kid. Like, he, he talks about right. how he came from a, a town of 200 people. Then he went to a town of 3,000 people. So he felt like Green Bay <laughs> being a town of 50,000 people was home, you know. And it just – you know, the yeah. way that everything was. And, yeah, I can't – you cannot say enough about Jerry Kramer. You really can't. Like, once you meet the guy, you're just, like, in awe of, like, everything. Enthralled. Even if you, even if you don't know what yes. he did. As a, like, I think about, like, uh, we have a guest room that is that is the Lombardi room, right? And it's not where Nagler stays. Right. He stays in the Nagler suite. Nope. But, um, I stay in the Nagler suite. The Vince Lombardi room, we have this amazing picture of the Packers sweep. And I was able to get it on auction, and it's this really incredible – illustration of the of the greatest play in in nfl history let's be real right besides a quarterback sneak the 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 packer sweep is is the greatest packer no doubt and uh you know i it's signed by all of them and it's really great it's really incredible and he was instrumental in that i i actually wish they would have taken questions because i love asking about the packer sweep it's like one of my favorite questions to ask any (laughs) player involved with that play and, um, right. you know, it's just like, what is, what was that like? And like, you know, he actually had this great story that no one had ever heard. Wayne even said no one had ever heard. So apparently in the ice bowl, right. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 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 this, this player had been like sacking, uh, Bart Starr. He was like a really big six foot eight mm-hmm. player. And Bart Starr looked right. at Jerry and he said, what play do you want to call? And apparently, this is like unbeknownst to anybody, Jerry Kramer called six consecutive plays in the ice. What? Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like he called six consecutive plays in the ice bowl where that helped uh, Bart Starr not get sacked by this player. And I can't remember the name. I, I didn't record the thing. They have it on Packers.com, But I, I think they're going to have right. the video. They had a video. They had a videographer, but it was incredible. Like, That's Wayne Larrabee was amazing. like, I've never heard this before. And he was like, yeah, Bart either. looked at me and he Bart looked at me and he was like, what play do you want to call and and jerry was like uh i never called a play before he's like uh okay let's call this play and then like they called that play and it was like a Forrest Gregg like basically stunt where forest Gregg takes out the guy and then that worked and then bart came back to the line and he's like okay what play do you want to call now and it was just like what and it was just it was incredible and like those are the kind of things you get from those alumni things that are just like they're, they're just priceless they're just priceless they're just priceless
1: uh all oh, well, right, we got a bunch of super chats to get to. We got to we got to talk to the fine folks here on our live chat at the Cheesehead TV. What do you call it? The YouTube channel, I believe is what the kids call it. Uh we got we got to talk to some of these fine folks. Uh we're starting with M, I believe. I said believe. I'm on
0: a green screen. I'm not on a green screen, okay? I got you. I got you.
1: I got you. No, they're, I got kidding. you. M, they're, they're kidding. They're
0: kidding. Margagliati with the original super chat before we even started the stream. Uh Sunday love showed he got something you can't just teach. Couldn't be more excited about this team and proud of the way they run this organization. Go pack. Go. Thank you for the Amen, super brother. Chat. Appreciate Appreciate Uh Phil Kohler. Congrats gentlemen on all the carry the G success. It's like the new spotted cow in the state of Wisconsin. Cheers. Thank you, Phil. Wow. Appreciate that. Thanks. Bro. Um, and then, Phil, uh, what was it like meeting the legendary Jerry Kramer? Just talked about it. Uh, hopefully that that uh, helped you. Oh, Mimsy, Mimsy, Mimsy. Carry the G in Hudson, Wisconsin, or we riot. We're trying, Mimsy. Mimsy, <laughs> literally, okay, we've I've had three meetings this week. Okay, we had 268 requests for new locations of Carry the G, which is incredible. Thank you all for filling out the request form. Um, I without screaming at people because that's not really my vibe anymore. Like I don't, you know, I don't really rant at people cause nobody likes that. I tried to explain the severity <laughs> of what of, and the urgency of how much we need to get it to Hudson, Wisconsin with the point that I literally told my distributor, if we, if we don't, we need to get it there or I will drive it there like next, this weekend or next week. So we're, we will try, we're going to get it in Hudson. It's going to happen. Um, And uh, Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. Did the Saints kicker save Joe Barry's job?
1: No. No. Why not? Like, look, Joe, how would, I don't understand that reasoning. Uh, Joe Barry's defense gave up 10 points on Sunday. Like what? True. No. And if the kick goes through, he gave up 13 points. You don't fire someone because they gave up 13 points. No. True.
0: John Simatovich, 17, back to GB. Thoughts? Thanks for the super chat.
1: It's fun to think about it. It It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. Devontae, love him. All-time great, Packer great. Money One, That's the A, number one. And then B, Devontae didn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. He was tired of living in Podunk Little, Wisconsin. Wanted to get closer to home. Wanted to be near his family. And I'm pretty sure the family situation, wanting to live someplace else with a young family growing up, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Didn't want to be in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So it's it's not going to happen. I mean, I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I'll lean into the fun of it, but it's not going to happen. I'm not
0: going to say mean things about Devontae, but karma's a bitch, bro. Nor
1: should you. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> I
0: hate to tell you. Oh, let me go for my friend. Oh, my friend left because he sucks. Oh, crap. Now my friend's out of the game me now no one's throwing to me oh low is me i'm the no, number they one receiver on team a team that will never get to the super bowl and never was gonna get to he the super the bowl number so number clearly B- you B- don't know you don't care about the super bowl you only care about money bro clearly anyway sorry uh did i say all that out loud okay i was just in my head but i thought i said it. wendy vance thanks to super wow. Ch- super chat are all the penalties due to this being a young team or opening home game jitters Thanks, for the chat.
1: I'd love to know, Wendy. That's a really good question. And I will say, I do think there's a validity to what Corey was talking about earlier about, you know, a lot of mixing and matching of parts that dudes who probably haven't played together a whole lot. Circumstance of, yeah, home opener, young youth. I think it's a mix of everything, but man, that's not really an excuse. You're still a professional and you're still like, I get like the holding calls, stuff like that. It's gonna happen, but the pre snap shit, that they gotta cut, they gotta clean that up. I don't care how young you are. You've been playing football your whole life. You know you can't flinch before the fucking snap of the ball. You know, so yeah, I do think it's part of it, but it's no excuse, no doubt. Joe Mailman, thanks to Super Chat. If this is a transitional
0: year, should the Pack keep developing Rasheed Walker instead of going back to Bactiari when his knee allows him to play?
1: No, nah, you paid him. And he's the best. And if he's available, you play him. Like Rasheed Walker is getting invaluable reps right now. And he has these last two weeks and we'll get it probably tomorrow night or we'll get it tomorrow night. No, but when Bakhtiar is right as rain, you put him out there. You paid the man. He's getting paid to do a job when he's available to do it. He'll do it.
0: Matt, thanks for the super chat. Rashawn Gary is a pros pro rare to see at a young stage in a career. He is uniquely special.
1: I very much agreed, Matt. Love Rashawn, And it's so great to see a guy who was doubted by a whole lot of people, both fans and media and even some NFL folks, who are like, I don't know about this pick by the Packers, and you know who you are, but look at him now, man. Coming off an injury, a very significant injury, he's almost playing better. It's insane. He's amazing. And the fact that he loves being in green Bay, he loves playing for the Packers. Yeah. I'm all in. I love them. I love the man.
0: Big B super chat because I appreciate you both. Thanks big B. Why are you giving a super big chat? big B? 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 Big What's B, up? Big
1: me. B. Thank you, brother. I saw Big I B last you. night. He
0: was at the Jerry Kramer event. Good to see the youth showing up to nice. the legends. And, uh, awesome. I saw his post love where it. it was nice. Um, Max Henderson, thanks for Super Chat. One, y'all rock. First time Super Chatter, long time fan. Two, I feel like the calling of love is very is very high versus his biggest weakness thus far, accuracy. What's over under on 60 plus completion by the end of the season? Thank you, Max, for the Super Chat. Appreciate it. Wow, big Super Chat by Max. Thank you. Appreciate that.
1: Thanks, Max. Um, I think he'll improve as the year goes on. I, I, Tyler, thankfully, clipped my bit about completion percentage. If you haven't seen it, from yesterday's daily go check it out it's on my timeline but he can improve and I think he will I think Matt is going to continue to find ways to get him in rhythm early in these games because that's the problem right now it's like he's coming out the gate hot just like Brett used to and things are sailing on him he's missing guys wide, whatever I will say this I don't think I do think it will improve as the year goes on I don't think it improves an insane amount probably not majorly and or significantly, I think a lot of the work that will get done eventually on his accuracy, how he's throwing the mechanics of it, that'll get done in the off season, right? Tom Clements will go to work, continue to refine it. Don't forget. I mean, Josh Allen came into this league, couldn't hit the broad side of the barn, right? He had to run all the time. Still kind of does because he likes to run, but like he's become a much more accurate thrower of the football over like the time of his career in the NFL in a way that, you know, is not the norm. So it can be done at some point. I think Jordan will improve slightly. I don't know if he ever like becomes an insanely like laser, like assassin with a football, but also guess what doesn't need to like, I get that. We're all obsessed with like, Oh, he's got to be over a certain percentage and I'm not totally dismissing that, but man, if you're winning football games, if you're scoring points, That's the name of the game, right? So we'll see. He's a bit of a throwback in that regard, actually, because he does seem to seemingly like to push the ball down the field. Those are going to be somewhat, some lower percentage throws more often than not. So you're not going to have a 60, 65% completion percentage. And I don't mind that as long as you're winning. Now, long way to go. We'll see how it develops, but I think it will continue to improve as we go along here this year.
0: Well, and to add on to that, I think that you know, watching it's it's a technique issue on a lot of his inaccurate throws, right? It's 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 his foot is not set. Some of them, it's, yeah. It's it's yeah. a lot of. I right. mean, if you if you look back on most of his really he's hurrying throws, things. He's just he's, Definitely early he's in the game. He's not set yep, the right, right way. Yeah. He's not turned the right way. Right. right? He's not turned towards the throw. So you know, just yep. improving those things should increase his accuracy. And then the second thing I want to say is that you know. Accuracy a lot of times has to do with your relationship with your wide receivers if a wide receiver knows you're going to be a little bit short, he's going to go to get the ball more, right? And I think a lot of what you're seeing with the wide receivers is they're not fighting for the ball, right? Because again, accuracy comes from completed passes, right? Accuracy doesn't come from this, like, arbitrary I know PFF would love to do this, but this arbitrary, (laughs) like, hey, I'm going to hit the target the right way, right? It has to do with the bond that you have with your wide receivers, right? If they catch the ball more, even in spaces that aren't necessarily accurate because they understand how you throw the ball that should improve so i think it's those two things that should improve his accurate accuracy over time for sure mimsy thanks for the super chat green bay has a lot of loose change via drop dimes i agree with that i agree there were a lot more dr- drops yeah than three or four in the last agreed. weeks okay i agree 100 very much tron god 714 thank you for the super chat appreciate you uh, I like this one from uh, Brian Murphy Gutenkunst. Does Corey look hilarious or ridiculous in that hat? I want to see what the chat has to say about that. While we're while we're seeing other that'd ones, that'd
1: be yes. That'd be yes.
0: Do I look ridiculous or hilarious, though? I feel like I look Correct. more hilarious than ridiculous. I feel like you look dope like, shit, la- dude. I feel like hilarious is more of the ratio than ridiculous, but that's just me. Mike, do you remember what Dion did to us as Packer fans in the 90s? How can you cheer for him ever? Okay. A uh, lot to unpack here. I put this in here. And, yes, I do remember. <laughs> I do have my feelings. Okay. First off, um, <laughs> Yes. Uh, I feel this way the same way you feel about Dion. Probably I feel about Michael Irvin. Like I never really like Michael Irvin because it's just I always I always I always assume he's a Dallas Cowboy, right? And it's just like the thing about Dion is what's incredible. Dion kind of like Bo Jackson, kind of like uh, Barry Sanders. Like I don't know. He well Barry Sanders didn't do this, but like being able to play multiple sports, played for multiple teams, and then the fact that he, as a broadcaster, he was incredible. And then the fact that he's done this for his son and like what he's done for his son over all of these things and the way that he cares about things to me transcends him playing for the Dallas Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers, just for me personally. So it's why I can kind of unpack that and be like, yeah, he, he heard. I us, love, and, wait, uh, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. But... And I love that. I love that you, the, the Michael Irvin thing is perfect because it's like Irvin was a cowboy, right? Like, and yep. he was, he was, all I can think of in my life in the 90s is Michael Irvin pushing off to catch touchdown passes against the Packers. Yep. I hate him for life. Not not real hate, but, like, hate him, right? With Dion, he was a Ronin. Like, are you going to pay him? He'll go there. I mean, look yep. at the fact that he, like, like would switch from the 49ers to the Cowboys, and wherever he went, they won. You know what yep. I mean? Like, it doesn't matter, man. Like, I don't know. Dion just wins. Deion's just awesome. Well, he's he'll like, go to, to the highest bidder. And he's like that. Yeah. I don't associate him with yeah. the Cowboys that way. Not yeah, the way 100%. I do my quarter.
0: Well, well, and to me, Dion is the Don Hudson
1: of his generation. Oh, damn. That's lofty, but probably not incorrect. Probably not incorrect.
0: And so I just, you got to respect the hell out of that. Like, Don Hudson was yeah. like literally one yeah. of the greatest players to ever play football. So it's like in his that's generation, right. certainly, but multiple gen. I mean, there's a reason that it's called the Don Hudson yes. Center. You know what I mean? And that's He's where we train.
1: Timeless. Timeless.
0: Uh, yeah. Doug Hype TV, thanks for the super chat. Knock, knock. What's up, Here's Doug? your dagger. What, what, are we going to ever get another video from Doug or what's going on here? Yes. I didn't see a video Doug emailed me and
1: said one. he his 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 dp was not available this past week so we didn't get a doug oh hype wow he has video, a but DP? we will hopefully well yeah how do you think he's staying in there in the bar with his dope shot man like yeah of course he's got a dp but you know we'll see we'll see a new doug hype oh. promo hopefully either tomorrow or next week uh well they're I'm coming Excited for they're that coming. i'm
0: really excited for that um i think Somebody just compared me to I think Brandy just compared me to beer. I'm not I'm not going there. Dustin Logan, thanks for the super chat, <laughs> guys. Thursday Night Football Crew loved the beers. Oh snap. Okay, Dustin Logan. There you go, Dustin. Dropping off the thir- Dustin just dropping some names. They're dropping a little dropping some carry the G off to the Love crew. It. Go back. Thanks for the super chat. Where are the Lions in your power rankings? I don't have power rankings. There's only one team that's in my power ranking number one. That's the Green Bay Packers.
1: I can tell you where they are. They're with the other 31. There's the Green Bay Packers at one, and there's everybody else two through 32. So they're in there. That's where they're at.
0: Brandy had a question that I actually want to answer, so I bring it up. Shout out to Brandy for uh, all her help on Cheesehead TV and being there.
1: Innis Gaines is also in that
0: signer release as well? Question mark. Innis Gaines. What happens with him?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, he's, if I remember right, he's only been brought up twice, not three times. Patrick Taylor has to be signed at some point here, but yeah, no, uh, Innis Gaines, I don't think has been brought up three times yet.
0: So Caleb, be, thanks for the player. super chat of cheese. I love the cheese icon. Caleb. Cheese. You Appreciate you, Caleb. Cheese. And then we got Tim Whitehouse with the five dollars super chat with no question, just giving us five dollars. His message retracted,
1: Tim. Tim, what were you putting out there that you wanted to throw back? That's what I wanted. He was
0: probably he was probably agreeing with me that the hat is hilarious, and he did. He just you know, (laughs) that's I'm pretty sure that's where he was going with that. that Appreciate everybody giving us super chats and and uh, following this here program live. We are live live. This is not a green screen behind me. Don't let anybody tell you differently
1: uh speaking of appreciating we want to give a shout out to all of our patreon members um incredible happy hour last night that cory had to miss because of course he had prior engagements with jerry kramer which is completely understandable uh but yeah our biggest happy hour of the season last night it was a ton of fun Lots oh wow of chuck Packers wasn't talk. there
0: either because he was with me so that's crazy it was yeah. The biggest one. No, it Dude, we have double was... pages in the Biggest Zoom. one. We had doubles. Like,
1: not even, yes, doubles, double pages like on the Zoom. a pandemic
0: Patreon? Like... Wow.
1: Dude, let me tell you, let me tell you something. It's hot. It was, so I had That's to meet hot. Sarah down in Brooklyn for the Liberty playoff game, the New York Liberty we're playing at, at, at Barclays. And it's like five to seven. And I told Sarah, I was like, oh, I got the happy hour. I'll be there as soon as I can, whatever. And I, it's five to seven. And we had six hands still raised, so wow. I was like, "Man, I was trying, I was trying to get to everybody, but it was, yeah, people ready to talk some Packers on the Patreon and Carry the G Club happy hour."
0: We got one more, one more from Dustin, guys. Come over for an old fashioned, go pack, go. That's a great one to end on. Actually, that's a great one to
1: end on. That is that is absolutely perfect. Um, and also, of course, Patreon members, you're the bomb. As are our Carry the G Club members here on YouTube. I th- find that the Carry the G Club members really passionately show up for watch parties, uh, which, of course, we will be live tomorrow night for Thursday Night Football. The Packers taking on the Lions. Hope you guys can all, you know, wherever you are, have us on just your second screen. Hang out with us. Talk some. There was a there was a guy I can't remember the name. Shit. Last night on Patreon Happy Hour, some there was a gentleman who said. You know, my my wife doesn't watch the games, and my kid was asleep, and, like, I love it because I'm just hanging out, and I'm by myself in a room, but it's like I'm with a bunch of friends. Like, that's the whole point of the watch party. We're not there to, like, take the place of whoever the commentators are. We're not... Presentationally, trying to break down the game for you. I the mean, way I am trying. I am trying to tell you what the formation broadcast are, I was trying to
0: think, like, why am I doing this? This is so weird. Why I was even asking you? What a!
1: I, I was like, like we'll, what we'll is talk is about the game. Obviously, it's weird. But it's like it's yeah, you're hanging out with friends. Like that was the whole reason we started doing it in the first place. It continues to grow. We really appreciate everyone hanging out every Packers game. It's dope. It's a lot of fun. Corey, you got anything else? before we head out.
0: You know, besides I want to be king in the north tomorrow, so that's what I'm looking forward to. There you and go. we're going to shoot some content. If anybody has content ideas for Cheesehead TV, cocktails, tailgate videos, whatever, contact at cheeseheadtv.com. We're always checking it. Aaron and I are always going through it. Please let us know if you have any content ideas or things that you want to see from Cheesehead TV and request You want to see beer. Yep. What do you want to see? What do you feel like? Remind us, a Packer fan, and we'll tell Wyatt and the team, and myself, and we'll try to make it happen. I'm trying to figure out the Clay Matthews old fashioned. What is the Clay Matthews old fashioned? I'm trying to figure out a garnish that like has the hair. But I'm like, should I do a lemon? Like, I'm still trying to figure it out. So you, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the Clay Matthews.
1: It's coming, fashioned. people. Coming up. <laughs> That'll do it for this episode of Packer Transplants. We'd like to thank everyone who makes Cheesehead TV part. Of their daily Packers routine, we are and will always be devoted to Packers fans worldwide.
0: I think it's a fluid situation, and we're—I know you guys love it, especially Nagler. I can see you smirking at me right there. Uh, We're going to take it one day at a time, and uh, and just—it's going to be fluid, though. That's all I can tell you.